Welcome back to another episode of the Creator Clubhouse Podcast. My name is Prince. I am your host along with DJ Vieira and special guest Tess in the building. What's up, guys? Hey. What up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, today, what do we got on tap, DJ? So we're going to be talking about doing whatever it takes to get the job done, to finish the project, to just achieve things. Uh, I feel like a lot of times when you're working on like either creative projects or just projects in general, there's always this like extra push that it takes to actually get them done. And I think we're just going to dive into what that actually looks like and maybe even what that feels like on a team. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I have noticed this. I don't know if you guys have noticed that too, but even like when you're working on a house project or when you're building something, there's always this point where it's like you could finish it or you could like it just it could be done, but it's probably not up to par or just pushing that extra push to like get it past the finish line. There's always this like moment of determination for me where you have to like get this like extra boost of energy and like push through to actually get it done and a lot of times i see people either give up or just launch something with like where it's like really comfortable and not take that extra step um and i think that that like special sauce makes the difference of when you see something you're like oh wow this has that little extra bit of thought put into it or this extra bit of intention or whatever but you can see the difference on the output side and so and whether that's photography or whether that's art or building furniture or whatever but I feel like it always takes that and so I'm just curious like number one do you guys recognize that and then what do you think it takes to like foster that or to like stir that up well a few things I'm curious on how do you define the extra step like what is that like the secret sauce it's like the thing that the like you know in a project when you see a video or when you see a creation or something that just looks polished and done and when you like focus on the details you're like somebody thought about this somebody thought whether it's building whether it's whatever there's like this extra piece of like they could have just done it the easy way but they like took the extra initiative or whatever um i don't know what you call it it's the uh sex factor yeah um so i i feel like i have fallen at the two different sides of the spectrum so i think with some projects i've overdone it and i didn't know when to stop and then you can almost over overdo it in a sense where it's yeah we all have been there but then i've also gotten into seasons where i would just do things so that it's good enough and I think in some sense, that's okay, depending on what the task is. But if you can find that middle ground of, okay, it's good enough, and then I'm going to do a little bit, and good enough is probably not the, the best word choice, but basically get it to where it's done, yeah. and then adding that little special sauce. Like the other day, I was working on a video, um, someone did an interview, and the video, I had finished the edit, but then I was like, after you know after you export it and you see... You're like, oh, I could just tweak this one little thing. And so I went back in and did it. And as I was doing that, I saw, oh, this other beautiful shot would actually look so much better there. What about that? And then it took me like 10 extra minutes in the video I'm so much more proud of. Yeah. 
but it was just like that tiny little extra step. And I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I see it almost like cooking. Like you can definitely over season food and like do too much. You can overcook it. You can put too many flavors to where you can, you can't like tell what the food actually is supposed to taste like. But like with food, if you use good ingredients and you have some idea of what you're doing, like, you know, when it's done and it's like ready. And I think that like, as you complete, like launching is one thing where you're like, every time you launch, you're building momentum. But then on the other side, like that desire to get better, to make things good is the other piece to that. Like, and if you're working on both of those things at the same time, you're going to keep progressing and getting better at, at your craft. So I think it's like, it's not being a perfect, the, the thing that I'm talking about is not necessarily being a perfectionist, but it's like, there's this attitude. I, I notice this a lot on set too. There's people who go, come on set and after like five hours, they're like, they're a little worn down. And which is totally fine. Like, it's just a really intense, like, thing. But there's this, it's like when you see someone carrying something heavy and you're, like, aware of it and you, like, jump in to help. And you're like, okay, like, this person clearly needs help. And, like, you're self-aware of yourself and, like, helping people around you because you all have the same goal. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what that X factor thing is, but there's some people who have it and there's some people who just aren't, like, made for, for that specifically. Um, but I think it's a really good skill to have, uh, as a creative on the creative front. I think, uh, especially when it comes to like, say editing or any post-processing type of work, I think it's, I agree. It's a lot like cooking. I'll just use that analogy since we're all in the sauce right now, but making tacos is like a pretty straightforward thing. It's like, it's not rocket science to, to make a good taco. And it's like, you probably don't want to veer too out. Like you want to shock anyone and be like, what is this? Like, it don't even taste like a taco. So make the taco, but maybe you put in the extra time and attention on getting creative with the sauce or like the salsa that you're going to put on the taco. Or maybe you make the breakfast sandwich and decide to add jalapenos and mushrooms, which is just like kind of an interesting take on a ham and cheese breakfast sandwich or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's the same thing with, but that takes process, right? So you have to get to like the base, you have to get to the base product, mm-hmm. right? And so there's no, there's no like getting crazy. It's like, yo, taco meat, it should, it should kind of be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't go putting pineapple and weird stuff in, into the taco meat, huh? even though they do that and it's good. But. I was going to say that kind of <laughs> sounds good. But. Um, but for a classic taco, like there, there is the process. And I think it's the same way. We'll use a video, for example. It's like, okay, you have the video complete and you understand from a fundamental standpoint that yeah. the video is good. Yeah. Now you say, what is it going to take to get this to the next level? And so maybe that's coming up with a really creative texture treatment Mm -hmm. or maybe that's coming up with a really cool motion graphics program or maybe that's coming up with really cool transitions but it doesn't need to be everything doesn't need to be the transitions the motion that that goes back to like doing way too much with the food it's like bro like this would have been good but you just kind of kind of went wild but had you just went ham on like the one that one detail thing Mm -hmm. and so pick that like so i guess get your stuff to like the fundamental standard of what it you know what it should be and then add your creative like what is your creative flair to it and 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 then use discernment in that process to not overdo it yeah yeah i uh you go ahead oh i was just gonna say um but i think there's a delicate balance to that with trying to make it perfect Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, if you're happy with it and you've added that secret sauce to it, but then you just keep looking at it and just, just, it's almost like you're over analyzing. Is it good enough? And I mean, I think that also comes with like 
security and insecurity mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. But um, there comes a point where you just have to kind of like drop it yeah. and just send the send it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just I just think, get well, as it a, done. As an entrepreneur, uh, which in my opinion is someone who's very creative and also is a business person, you're not like a businessman, but you're not a creator. You're a mix of both the idea of shipping is much more important than the idea of perfection. And yeah. so I see a lot of creators that don't ever ship. They never, they don't, their, their stuff's always late. It's always way behind because they're like in their, they're living in their own reality of this perfect, even though it's more than good enough, the client would have got it and been super stoked. But now the client's pissed because you delivered it a week late or two weeks late. And so I think it's more important to, even if your project's at 80% done, I think it's more important to to ship with that than to not put it out there and not to get it out there and to dwell on that. Because oftentimes people will spend, if you look at like the 80-20 rule, oftentimes creative specifically will spend 80% of their time in that last 20% versus mm-hmm. you know the other way around. And that last 20%, a lot of times 80% of the sauce is, is is in that 80% mm-hmm. and that last mm-hmm. 20% may or may not really add to it. And so you, you do have to be careful and you have to be, I think really self aware yeah. mm-hmm. to not fall into that, that, that trap. I feel yeah. like food is the perfect actually analogy for this. Cause it's like when you're making a meal, it's similar to like making a creative project and there's people waiting for the meal. And if you're like, Oh, we just need a little more crushed red pepper, a little more garlic, a little more this. And they're just like watching you being like, yeah, but we're also like hungry and like Mm -hmm. we need this food right now. Mm -hmm. And like, they would rather just have the, at a certain point, you're like, yeah, I'd rather just have the food and I don't yeah. really care about how it tastes because I'm well, freaking hungry. Well, even more important than that, it's like, how was the steak? It was like, oh, I was chill. Yeah. Like, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It's just yeah. like, you know, just. But I didn't steak. have to wait two extra and, hours. And, and you're not. A, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Would you go back there again? Yeah, I'd probably go back. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not. Ideally, you hit the mark, but I guess mm-hmm. what I'm saying is having an okay steak yeah. is better than no steak or a terrible service yeah. is experience or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and sometimes the best steaks are the ones that are just like, they're either just lightly seasoned, you know, it's you, you go over the top with it. And yeah. that's the thing is like a really great steak is something that you don't have to put a sauce with. Exactly. And so like we, um, I feel like a lot of times the time equity put into making things even better. Yeah. is definitely is not worth it. Or, um, sometimes I'll even go back to like, whenever I start it, you know, I'll go back to the initial edit or whatever. And I'll be like, well, I actually like that better yeah. than all of this other crazy stuff that I just put into it. Yeah. Sometimes like simplicity is better. hundred mm-hmm. percent. And just staying on the food train. Like I was talking to a chef uh, one time and he was like, the best way to tell if somebody knows what they're doing in the kitchen is to have them make eggs because eggs are like such a simple thing and everybody can do it. But there's like a very specific way and you can tell like how the person was trained. You can tell how good they are in the kitchen, how good their fundamentals are, like seasoning, all of that stuff by something as simple as eggs and just like the process to it. And I think that as creators, we should be kind of the same way. It's like focus a lot on the fundamentals, on the easy things. Like you should like the easy edits, the color, the sound, the things that like are the building blocks to all of this. And then you can remix. But if you don't know the fundamentals, it's like you're you're seasoning these like burnt or like over crispy or fluffy eggs. Low like, and slow. Exactly. Right. Slow and low. That's and, and, and I think process, you know, there's process is one of those things where there's lots of ways to, to, to come For to sure. a certain result. For but sure. 
in the beginning. It's it's nice. You should just start with like the basic process that works for most people. And you should adopt that, and then you can make that yours as you become uh, as you progress in your skill set, and you understand sure. that you can <laughs> add certain things, take certain things out of it, but. Having a process is what's important, yeah. you know, and, and too, I think too many times creatives, you, you ask them, you know, what's your process or how you work and they don't really have an answer. And I, and I can tell you from a hiring standpoint, that's a big red flag. You don't want to hire because those are the people that get lost because they don't they don't have a process and they can't they can't tell you when they're going to have a first draft ready. They, they, like then when you're paying for something like that, you, you want to be led. So you're expecting someone to tell you, it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to pay you five grand. Now you tell me how this works. And if it's just like, all right, cool, we'll send you a video soon. It's like, that's like the scariest thing. When, when I've worked with a lot of people like that, and you're just like, holy cow, like, yep. I hope this works out versus the guy that's like, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm going to, you'll hear back from me in one week. I'm going to share some music selections with you. We're going to fine tune that. Then I'm going to send a script. Then I'm going to do this. And you have like this whole roadmap. Uh, and so process allows you to basically be transparent with what's going on with people who are paying for, uh, the service, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, it's the same reason why mechanics, like when we feel a little uncertainty when we go to mechanics, cause they're not really that transparent. And so yeah. what does that do? That scares you. Like, I don't know. This guy just said, I can come get my car on Friday. He's going to keep it all week. And I have no idea what it's going to cost. I have no idea. what it, You have no idea what's going on. You just show up and they're like, Hey, it's 1800 bucks. And you're just like, okay, like what, like what yeah. happened? And you just have to trust them because there was no like phone calls in between. There was no like status updates. There was no like, Hey, we found this problem. Do you want to come check it out? Do you want us to have someone else come out and take a second look to verify it? anything like that? And yeah. so uh, process is, is really important. Yeah. Well, that kind of jumps into our next thing, too, is like kind of being willing to do whatever, like with the mechanic thing. I think it's really good to have a general knowledge of a lot of things. And like if we're going to throw it back to like cooking. It's like if you can't make Italian food and you can't make Chinese food, like you shouldn't make this like Italian Chinese fusion food because like you can't do either of those things well. So when you try and mix them together, like it's just going to be this like jumbled mess of of just things. And so having this like very general understanding, that's like a Tim Ferriss thing too. He's like, when you look at something that's complex, you break it down into the like themes of what it's doing or like the philosophy behind it. And then you can create lots. Once you understand like the, the, the building blocks of something, then you can remix it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I think that's a learn. That's an acquired skill though. Some people have it like personality type wise but uh that's like the difference between looking at something and being like wow that's magical and then the the person that's actually like reverse reverse engineering well reverse engineering being Mm -hmm. like okay i get that and that that goes back to what we talked about you know when we were talking about vision and mission and all that stuff it's you know having the big picture is where you start but then you have to the building blocks are like the goals and the steps and, and all these various things and it's like it's a t- whole entire architecture, and that's how all mm-hmm. all of these things are: is being able to break things down into uh, smaller pieces. Yeah, that might just be me, but I like really like to understand the way that things work. Like, I don't always care about all the like fine details, but I like to know just like what are the generic principles that make this thing th- what it is. Like, mm-hmm. whether it's design. I I have this book series called One One Things I Learned, and it's like. 101 things I learned in law school, 101 things I learned in fashion school. And I have like, I've bought like the whole series now at this point. 
because it takes like a high level thing and it kind of breaks it out into the hundred principles that, that make that what it is. And you can get like a good understanding. Like there's a ton of super good quotes, but like it just like with fashion specifically, it talks about like trend versus like very classic style. And there's like a balance that's struck there. And I didn't, I I never thought about it before, but I'm like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. It's like, you have to understand what was happening in the fifties and like in Paris to know like what's happening in New York street style. And it just, I don't know. It kind of rocked my world, but I love just learning about a thing like that. And maybe that's a personality thing or maybe I'm just weird, but well, it's, a, it's both of well, <laughs> That's the INT in us. Uh, um, but Anyway, I think more or less anyone can adopt that philosophy by just asking why and how more often when you see things. So like even if you're watching like a good film, yeah. uh, a good two minute video, it's like, why was that so good? How did that work? You know, was there a sequence? You know, when was the character introduced? How did it start? And like when you and then grouping that into a theme and it's like, OK, it started off with background. Yeah. It gave all this background before, you know, the character wasn't introduced until 30 seconds in. It was all background in the beginning. And then it introduced the character and then it instantly went for a climatic hook. You yeah. know, it went into like this crazy dramatic thing right away that, you know, kept your attention or whatever it may be. But you can deconstruct how these things are created and then you can implement these yeah. these ideas into your filmmaking and so you're not st- stealing the film you're not taking what they did but you but you're taking the structure yeah. away and the structure is 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 allows us they basically become frameworks for us to create mm-hmm. things and then you 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 end up having this toolbox full of different types of frameworks to create different types yeah. of things and you can dress them up. Your personality is how you dress them up and, and, and make them special and different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like yes. when <laughs> recipes, yeah. yes. Um, whenever I was taking classes at Second City, all of my like acting and all that, those classes, it's very interesting because whenever you know, um, like taking, so like improv, for example, like there's different rules or like writing sketches or writing movie, you know, anything like there's different rules that they use. And so then now watching movies or Mm -hmm. watching TV shows and stuff like that, it doesn't ruin it for you because you are still being entertained. But then there's sometimes where you're just like slowly always picking things up and you're like, Oh, well that's that rule. Um, it's very interesting. The, the Wilhelm scream. Do you guys know about that? The The, the Wilhelm scream. It's like a film scream of like any time like in westerns and stuff like that it started on like one certain movie there was this like weird scream and it's like it's very distinct like you'll hear it all the time now but but directors will throw it into movies now as like a as like almost like a joke or like a easter egg for for film people but it's like one scream that they just reused over and over again anytime someone's like falling off a cliff or falling down or in like a fight you hear this like scream in the background it's literally been in movies since like the mm-hmm. 50s and 60s and it's just you'll like Quinn Tarantino has used it in in films and stuff but when you mm-hmm. when you know those little details that's actually why it's kind of hard for me to like really connect with films now yeah. on the storytelling side because they have these like points where they're like okay we're leading into a thing and I'm like dang it mm-hmm. I can already like guess what's gonna happen and yeah. I don't want to but yeah it makes it hard yeah the whole storytelling thing yeah for sure yeah writing sketches and all that stuff yeah. it yes and yeah yeah <laughs> it's a little improv there you go a little improv, little joke. improv jokes yeah it wasn't even very funny <laughs> i'm so bad at improv by the way like i don't know if you guys have ever tried improv i need to i feel like i would so kill hard 
I feel Prince like would I would kill it. He would, he would I just, feel like I could go on stage and just yeah. jump into whatever role yeah. I needed yeah. to jump into. For sure. Donish did a really good job. I went and watched Donish do improv, and he crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to join that thing, but it's, like, yeah. kind of serious. It's, like, two hours yeah. every, yeah. like, Thursday night. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah. It's a lot. It's very similar, I would say, to, like, freestyle rapping, which I just, like, it's just not for me, which mm-hmm. I love that you guys Except you don't have to rhyme, though. Freestyle rapping, bro, like, you kind of have, like, it's kind of yeah. difficult because you kind of have to, like, rhyme and... Yeah. But like that, it's like you start with improv. It's like you have to start talking and then be thinking about what you're going to say next mm-hmm. while you're delivering at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so that is what's hard for me. Yeah. And you're reading the crowd. And like, just like playing off of other people. Yeah. And like, Comedy yeah. is a lot harder than, I th- than a lot of people think. Comedy is so difficult. It's extremely complex. <laughs> yeah. like, like when you really break it down. But people that are good at it, I'm, I'm always very impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a funny person. But you never really just know, like, there's just formulas to everything. Like, breaking down, I used to listen to a lot of comedy. And breaking down, I I took a class on stand-up. And so, like, everything has a formula. (laughs) Stand-up. I think think everything has a formula unless, uh, unless, I don't know. I think when you're at the top of the game, there is no... Like Michael Jordan, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's not mm-hmm. trying to be anyone else. Yeah. Right. Everyone's trying to be Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan's not trying to be anyone but, mm-hmm. a, but, but Michael Jordan. I will say he would shoot a thousand free throws. A yeah, for sure. There, he has to get those fundamentals. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. He nailed the free throw. But so that. there is something with, with the sauce, though, I feel like of just being. Yeah. I feel like it's yeah, just being yourself. Yeah. It's like I learning like. the fundamentals and then putting your own sauce yeah. on it. But there's people who are so talented at the fun. Like when when you see somebody who early on is like a, a, a prodigy or they're so good at what they do. I, I saw a TikTok uh, yesterday that was like, if you ever are bored, you should watch uh, high school films of pro athletes Mm -hmm. and watch don't watch the pro athlete but watch the kids around them realizing that they're not special (laughs) (laughs) and i was like laughing but it's true because when somebody's so good at something like it's really impressive to watch especially when they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know all the rules or all of that stuff it's same thing with like artists and other stuff when they just like when it pours out of them it's like a Mm -hmm. really beautiful thing to see Mm -hmm. and like people recognize it obviously but those people, they they rely on their talent, but they also put in work, like mm-hmm. like the Jordan thing, to right. just like be. Mm-hmm. They have a very uh, Kobe's the same way. He like made a list of the hundred people. So he was like, you know, one hundred and ten or whatever on the list of like best basketball players, and he made a list of all of them. And he called it his hit list. And he was like, I'm going to be better than the next person, and the next person, and the next person. And he just was very like detailed and like strategic about how he was going to be the best. And yes, he had a lot of natural talent, but also he was like, I'm going to do what it, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Well, also the, I just, hold on. Go just ahead. so you know, this whole, whatever it takes deal that we're on, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> in high school our my, I'll never forget my football coach. He gave us all these coins and we used to always say W I T. Um, but we had these coins that literally said whatever it takes and like we would carry them on us and he's like, you know, remember that in football, your career is like carry this coin for the rest of your life and just, rem- you know, when you're going through whatever you're going through, just pull that coin out and, rem- and keep it in your pocket and just be like, you know, whatever it takes, yeah. mm-hmm. just make it happen. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm going to get that tattooed on my face. I think yeah. I, I, yeah. Good plan. I already have it scheduled. Yeah. W I T. Should just be our team tattoo. What were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say that 
like kids or, or people in high school and stuff like that, they're, I've seen kids or teenagers be really, really good at either doing whatever it takes or like working really hard toward their dreams or, um, like seeing that other people are really good at something and, or just being really good themselves. And I feel like sometimes adulthood super ruins that for you. Yeah. Adults. Well, they're not, they're not, they're not aware of the, uh, the limitations Mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. You know? And so they haven't, they haven't had a bunch of people tell you, Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't only, you're not smart enough to do that. Mm -hmm. Or you're not, you're not that artistic. You could never do that. And so once you start hearing all that stuff, it, it mean, Mm-hmm. Subliminally, you just become uh, tainted. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know? I think. I think grownups are really afraid to suck and to look dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the. Uh, it's a lot of that of being so scared to put yourself out there, or to like go like again like going out and doing stand up or. That's like, one way to look at it. I, to be honest. I don't look at it like that at all. Like I, th- I think people may look at me sometimes. They probably laugh like, "Oh, that sucked" or "That was dumb." But I don't look at it because I look and I'm just like, "Actually, you suck and you're dumb because you don't do shit." Yeah. <laughs> but you're a whole different. And, like, and, and so, like, Prince is just a different it's, breed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like people basically, it's, it's like I've always been the guy in the in the arena, and so the guy in the arena is the guy get kicking ass, getting his ass kicked, and and you're and you're going back and forth. Sometimes you're throwing blows, landing blows. Sometimes you're knocked out on the ground, bleeding, rolling around, wondering if you're gonna be able to get back up, and it's really easy to be the person like in the stands that's just like ha 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 ha. meanwhile they'll never experience uh i forget forget, was it i don't know if it was teddy roosevelt or someone but the man in the arena you never you never you never get to experience the highs or the lows you just get to be mediocre and and you know and watch and judge people from the sidelines so at the end that is the majority of people though yeah they're on the sidelines watching that Mm -hmm. so i think that that's a good point yeah I think I think it's a willingness. I there's some people who just have it. I think it's something you can learn. But there are also people who just have it and there are people who don't, but it's this like willingness to just like jump in and get your hands dirty and like like I was saying before, like you see someone struggling and you're just like, "Oh man, I need to like there's people who are just like with it." I just noticed this. I watch people like I people watch a lot and there's people who are like watching what's happening in the world. And are like, okay, do I need to help in this area? Should I hold this door? Like, there's an old lady and, you know, she needs help crossing the street. Or uh, that's a dumb example. But, like, you can see there's people who are aware. And then there's people who are not aware of their own personal space. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they just take up, like, a lot of room. Yeah. And then, like, you're trying to get by them. And they're just kind of, like, just focused on what they're doing. This is what makes me think that we live in a simulation, honestly. Because, like, I feel like those are, like, the uh, non-character, uh, like, roles or whatever <laughs> sometimes. But I know that's not I – don't, I don't really think that's true. But there are people who are just like that who are not aware. And, like, you see these people in, like, a city like New York, mm-hmm. and the city just destroys them. Because they're like, oh, when it's time to get off the subway, you, like, have to pay attention and be aware. Mm-hmm. What's my stop? And, mm-hmm. like, the, the people in the city will just be like, get out of the way. Like, yeah, yeah just literally yeah. just move or someone will shove you. But I also saw that in Chicago when I was living there, these people that just get in their same routine constantly so yeah. they don't pay attention to other people. I mean, there were so many times on, you know, the, the Metro or the whatever the L train is that they like, there would be elderly people mm-hmm. or like pregnant women. And, I, and I'd, I'd be like, hi, can you know, like I would yeah. stand up for them, but yeah. then there were other people that I'm just like, okay, so I'm standing up. Like you should probably like 
give your seat up for this other person and they just get in their in their routine and don't even think about the outside world outside of themselves that not to get too deep into that but that's i mean that's the program and so when the program's on, when you're on, they're on autopilot. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They're not even aware. They don't know any better. They're just mm-hmm. on autopilot. They're but I feel like that's a personality thing. Like some people like don't ever stay in autopilot. Like some people are always scanning, like always seeing what well, they they're can conscious. Do for they're other present. People. They're conscious. They're yeah. in the moment. Yeah. It's just that it's a certain sense of awareness. Some mm-hmm. people are aware and mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Most people are not here. They're, mm-hmm. they're wherever the hell they're just, they're just chilling mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a conversation about that uh this week someone was like asking how to be more present and this particular person like i've just noticed they do a lot of things that are that are like escapism so like whether it's drinking or whether it's like going out and being crazy or even just like reckless kind of behavior and i just said like part of of like part of part of like being present is building a life that you don't need to escape from and it's like Mm. it's harder to do that and it takes more work and it's not as fun but long term like you're not going to be 50 and like going and getting blackout drunk every weekend Mm. because you need to escape a life that you hate and so like it, it kind of helps you anchor when you have something that you're like okay i don't need to escape from my life so i don't need to go out and get blackout drunk and 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 feel like I'm out of control on purpose because that's, that's the, that's like the high that people are chasing is that loss of control. Mm-hmm. And it's because what they have, they're not like in love with. And so my thing is like, I want to build a life that I'm in love with. So I don't have to escape. Like I don't need to go get drunk. I don't like, I just don't need that. And mm-hmm. because I'm working hard, like in everyday life to build this thing that, that is special but like it's harder up front, but it's an investment for the rest of your life. I feel like because you see older people who are like trying to be not not necessarily trying to be young, but but like you kind of feel like older people should kind of have their shit together, you know. And like there's just some older people who are just like out partying, out doing all the same things they've been doing for 20 years, and it's because like they work during the week, and then they're like, all right, it's time to go like cut loose and mm-hmm. do whatever. But it's like you just like hope. I would hope for me. By that time, like, like I'm not, I don't need to do that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's a difference between having a healthy escape and having For sure. those, like, I mean, I'll be honest, I need to like escape other people or noise and stuff. And so I'll, I mean, I guess all of us do that. Just run out to the mountains, you yeah. know, like, yeah. or just be alone or be in nature. Like that's, I feel like finding, if you need to escape, finding healthy ways to do that are mm-hmm. is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and. And I think escape is even, that's one way to look at it. Mm -hmm. It could also, you're just taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. It's just like maintenance. You're just like, I can't. Yeah. You're not like escaping life. You're just taking care of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else we got? I was going to talk about going back to the fundamentals. Um, whenever you, whenever you do, um, learn all of the fundamentals it gives you the freedom to whenever people need you to, even if it's not something you do on a regular basis, you're able to jump in and help mm-hmm. other people whenever they really need it, whether that be creatively or yeah, like cooking, yep. you're at somebody's house for dinner and they really need help doing something. Yep. And you're like, all right, cool. I can jump in. Yep. We're doing brunch. I'm gonna make eggs. Cause I can make eggs, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Learning the fundamentals really helps you in all of those different areas. No, I think that's super important. Same thing. I know we've talked about this like one other time, but 
when you just follow tutorials and you're like, okay, I know how to do this one effect or I know how to do this one thing. Like when somebody asks you to break outside of that, I, I see this with creatives literally all the time. It's like, oh, can you like tweak this or do something different? But it's not what they know. And so they're just completely lost because they only know how to do this tutorial like this one person. And it's, it's very similar to like a recipe mm-hmm. where it's like you only know how to make, you know, this specific chicken Alfredo mm-hmm. dish. Mm-hmm. And if someone's like, oh, can you make it with a red sauce this time? And they're just like. Or what do you do uh, if you're like out of garlic? Yeah, you're like, what exactly. Do I do now? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, and there's things you can substitute and all of this stuff, but but like the building blocks are are everything, mm-hmm. and whatever you want to do, like I'm I'm learning how to do uh, stitches right now, <laughs> just because I'm just like I I well first of all I'm going to Africa and I'm like I might need it at some point I don't know but I just I was like I want to learn how to do that for sure well, so I, yeah. you might get bit by a lion exactly like <laughs> you might need to be, you honestly <laughs> sure don't know I, think, I mean it's a great skill to have I've yeah. been I've been out places a lot of times where I'm like but it'd be nice if someone could just dice some stitches up real yeah. quick this dude just split his leg open on the river yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, I just want to know how to do it. And so yeah. I'm like, cool, I'm going to learn that just to like have that. And, and every time you learn a new skill, it's like, it's a tool mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. And at some point it might come up. I love Chris Bailey is somebody who does this where he'll learn a specific skill and it's, it might never, ever come up. But when it does, he like knows how to do it. So like, I can't remember what he learned how to do, but he like learned it almost like sarcastically. I want to say it was like ballet or like some sort of dancing thing that he did. And he like took classes for it and was like really actually learned how to do it. And like, it was like, it's like a party trick Mm -hmm. where you just like the one time he just like busted it out and everyone's like, uh, okay. (laughs) Like, why do you know how to do that? But I don't know. I just think that's when you have the tool and like the skill set to just like jump in and do it. It's Mm -hmm. always like really impressive. Yeah. It's good. Uh, conversation starter or just I feel like it makes you like a little bit more interesting it gives you an edge. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with tutorials I think the with any type of fundamental learning I think where people fall short is they they leave it at that and you have to experiment so if you're going to follow a bunch of tutorials on typography then that's great but then when you're done now go play go mm-hmm. take what you learn and just yeah. go like go go mm-hmm. make things that way when someone says like hey can you turn this into a flower you're not like I've only turned text into airplanes. <laughs> I have, you know, that's all I practice. I have, uh, and you're not so you're like, oh, I played with, you know, you're just like, yeah, dude, I've played with all types of yeah. stuff. Like, I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I can figure it out. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the difference between I can figure it out is like that means I've experimented in this sandbox a lot versus like I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can only cook mm-hmm. eggs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want eggs? <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be cooking dinner. Uh, we're going to have eggs. <laughs> as long as you bring your avocado toast with yeah. your eggs. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so on a practical side, I, I think it's important to just play. Like yeah. once you learn new things, like just go play. Once you, once you learn how to shoot in slow motion, go shoot a ton of different things in slow motion and see how like it interacts and see how it works and see, you know, what changes, what's yeah. different. Um, I think that's how you break the mold too of not copying other people is like, that's when the good, that's when the magic happens is when you're, when you're playing, that's when like the idea of like, Oh, I could like fuse this style and this style together and like, let, or do the, you know, I could do these double exposure things or I could do this or I could do that. That's when, I feel like real art is actually created. Like you have to obviously copy other people 
for a while. But at some point, you have to play, you have to remix and, like, figure out who you actually are, what your voice is. Right. And it's the same thing, like, singing. It's, like, you're never going to know what your voice sounds like if you don't just, like, you kind of have to, like, goof around. Like, a lot of vocal warm-ups are, like, doing weird things. Like oh, believe know. me. I know yeah. the vocal warm-ups. Do you want to do, can you do one for us? <laughs> just, like, a random one? No. no I, I mean, I have this, this app that I do every single morning, and yeah. it just sounds absolutely r- ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But like, but like you were saying though, those, those, the best ideas and, and being great at something, the reason why, and, and, and just for anyone that's super logical, this, this, the reason why it's so important is because we're all perceiving data. We're all perceiving information all the time. And some of us perceive more information than others. And you wonder why some people always have really good ideas and solutions to problems. It's not necessarily because they're more intelligent than someone else. It's because they have so much more information. They have more data. They've had more experiences. Like I'm one of those types of people. Like people like you always have an answer to something or you always have an idea that can solve a problem. It's not because I'm like, oh, I'm just some genius guy. It's like I've literally just experienced so much life. And because I've experienced so many things, I have this pool of information. It's, I have my own internet. I have my own yeah. Google that I can pull from. And when you're creative, if you're, if you're only doing these, these structured things, you don't have a lot of ideas and things yeah. to pull from. But when you've had all types of experience and you've shot everything and you've yeah. tried all these things, when people come to you, you can whip up these crazy ideas and concepts because you're just bringing all this information that you already have in your mind mm-hmm. together. And you're just, it's like Legos. You yeah. can take Legos and you can repurpose them and, and build 300 different yep. things you know can mm-hmm. tear something down rebuild it tear it down rebuild it mm-hmm. and that's what happens and so to you need to go live i guess mm-hmm. is what i'm getting at 100%. you need to yeah. you need to try things pick up new hobbies get and, and realize creativity isn't just about being behind a camera creativity also comes from hiking and riding motorcycles yep. and mm-hmm. playing tennis and what what mm-hmm. like just go live and be and be present while you're living and be aware and you'll bring it you'll perceive more information and you'll 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 start connecting the dots and you'll organically have these ideas and these situations pop up and they'll come to your aid at a later date and that yep. stuff's like the most valuable stuff on the planet. I think there's a lot more crossover than people think between things. Like mm-hmm. we've been talking about cooking, obviously photography, videography, but like even like a good example of that might be like paddleboarding. There's crossover from paddleboarding to creativity and to branding mm-hmm. and like, like finding those take whatever you do and just think about the basics of what you're doing and then be like, how does this relate to this? And I think just giving yourself time to sit and process those things, but also like learning, putting yourself out there, trying something new. You have these weird epiphanies. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is like when somebody comes to you with like a business problem and they're like, Hey, we need to solve this problem. And like, as you're thinking about it, you're like, wow, this is really similar to like, you know, when I'm paddleboarding or this is really similar to like, you know, cut like, like a, a good example of that might be like blurring out the background of a photo to like really focus in on the subject for like a brand who's trying to like make themselves known. There's some brands that like the, the background subjects are really in focus because they do multiple things. There's some brands that should just do one thing and the mm-hmm. emphasis is on the one thing. But when you can start to see that crossover, you can put a lot of creativity into like strategic business as well. And, but you kind of have to be a student of life to do mm-hmm. that. Otherwise you just have the, the college 
educated answers, mm-hmm. which like to me, the worst, it mm-hmm. shows that somebody is not experienced when they, when they have these like kind of canned answers, they have no like, skin in the game. Exactly. That's all it says. It's yeah. like, cool. So you have not, you have no skin in the yeah. game. You haven't mm-hmm. lived any life. Yep. You're regurgitating yep. a line in a textbook. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. But even like military people, like when, when they, they train in a certain way so that when stuff goes wrong, they're ready. They're like th- their instincts kick in, mm-hmm. and then they can do it. And I think when you train at any, even if it's like, like for you, like archery or like mm-hmm. mountain biking, if you train anything exactly. enough, like with repetition, then you're you can just take it, over in your instinct. It instincts. starts to become instinct, and, mm-hmm. and it, it starts to cross over. That's mm-hmm. when you're like, that's when it gets really weird. Is yeah. you're like, oh, like stuff's going wrong. Oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. But I handle this the same way I handle mm-hmm. a mountain biking. Like, you know, someone's coming up on the trail. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know. It's, it's, I think being a student of life mm-hmm. is, is very important. Well, and that's why it's so important what your habits are, because then if it becomes something that's consistent and you're like training wrong, mm-hmm. then whenever your adrenaline takes over or whatever, then like you're going to go about it yeah. the absolute wrong way. Yeah. Well, adrenaline is, is a, uh, it's a drug or it's like mm-hmm. a, you know, a brain parasympathetic yeah, response. Exactly. And if you teach yourself how to operate with adrenaline in your system, you know, you like, you can handle yourself under pressure. And that's mm-hmm. why a lot of obviously like police, fire, military, like they can operate well under lots of different types of pressure mm-hmm. because they put themselves in those situations when they're, when their life's not on the line or when things, you know, it's not a car crash situation. They, they mm-hmm. put themselves in that situation so that when it is that way, they, they are calm mm-hmm. and you can think straight because I feel like a lot of what happens, even in situations where you're like standing up and speaking or like doing something that's out of the ordinary because mm-hmm. you haven't practiced and you haven't been in that scenario Mm-hmm. When the, when your heart's beating really fast and you're like mm-hmm. short on breath, you like say the wrong thing mm-hmm. or you can't think straight and your brain yeah. just turns into mush. Yeah. Um, your brain shuts down. Your body just kind of takes over. That's exactly. why so many people after stuff like that, they're like, what did I say? Yeah. What did I do? I don't remember any of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which you weren't thinking you were just acting. Definitely been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But I was going to say also going, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm laughing. I, <laughs> I've just I've been in those situations yeah. where I'm like the guy who remembers, and I'm like, yeah, bro, and you were like this, and every, and everyone's like, what? I don't, know, what are you I talking about? I didn't, and I'm like, yeah, he did. Yeah, like yeah. That, this is like what happened. <laughs> but that makes perfect. Like looking back at it in hindsight, and the adrenaline and how you just go blank makes yeah. perfect. That's perfect sense. In in so many scenarios, like this is what I always tell Oliver. I'm like, whatever is happening, like practice staying calm. So mm-hmm. like if you wreck, you don't make it cause you, you teach even your kids mm-hmm. like how to respond when they fall down. I mm-hmm. see a lot of parents do this where they like run over and they make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. The kid doesn't know whether to make a big deal about it or not right. when they're a baby. Like they just, they get hurt, they cry for a minute and then they're right. fine. But like when they're five or six and they have a fall that is not that big of a deal, but then they're waiting for that, like mm-hmm. that response from the parent, like you teach your kid how to respond and like Absolutely. I'll be with other parents and Oliver will fall down and like get hurt or skin his knee or whatever. And like, he won't even cry. And he's just like, ah, I think we're going to have to cut it off. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, he'll just get back up and like go play. And they're like, wow, he's like so tough. And he's really not. 
But like now I know if he's crying, he's actually hurt. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said he's not like, it's not about being, it's like, bro, this has nothing to do with tough. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do. He understands his body. He's in control. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's not just reacting. He's yeah. not just mm-hmm. running around reacting mm-hmm. to things happening to him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's breath. Like yeah. just if you notice, if you ever like hit your head on something, step on something, and before you freak out, if you just like yeah. just take a deep breath and just like mm-hmm. s- and just let it sit, you'll be like, "Ow, that hurt." Versus mm-hmm. like, "Holy, yeah. beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep, beep. you know," you're just like. Okay, yeah, that did hurt, yeah. but I'm good. Like, <laughs> I can in, walk out of here. Even yeah. in like surfing or mountain biking or other things, when you when you go under, if you freak out and start to panic, your you'll heart drown. rate goes up, mm-hmm. and you'll drown yourself. Mountain, mountain biking. Best thing you can do way. is go limp. Yep. Yeah, Mark exactly. Sol and I were talking about this, but dude, you're in the water 100%. and you're getting murked, yeah. and you, dude, yep. best thing you can do is just let just yeah. go limp. Yeah. Hold your breath and just go limp. It's better to not be tense. It's better to be limp whenever you're doing that, or if you're crashing your mountain bike. Like I get. When I'm mountain biking, I do not like going fast downhill, but I'm like, it's way better for me to just be relaxed yeah. than for me to tense my entire body. Yeah. And then if I wreck, I'm just going to be screwed. Well, your, your, your heart rate goes up, mm-hmm. your muscles get really tight and you get a bunch of lactic acid. And mm-hmm. then if you actually get an injury, what happens is all of the lactic acid stops at the injury. And that's how you get like these, these muscle lumps or like when your mm-hmm. muscle pulls in a certain way, mm-hmm. it's, it's from that, it's from yeah. being tense. So if you can just... Same, same thing. You fall on your mountain bike and you just kind of like, you, you do this, like you protect your face mm-hmm. for sure. But, uh, yeah, you, you definitely just kind of have to let go a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a skill again, that has a lot of crossover, mm-hmm. but it'll, it'll save you Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Stay calm yeah. when things get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to say, hard to do. Yeah. Just practice. <laughs> yep. You know? Put your, I, I think I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, put I, yourself in the situation. Yeah. I live for like when, especially when I was younger, that was my jam. Like I'm just like, bro, I just love being in the, like throw me in the most unique situation and let me, Oh cool. We're going to go to this place or like, Oh, I'm going to this town or some small town that's known for a bunch of crazy racist stuff. And I'm like sick. I can't wait. Like throw me into like the environments that I should not be in and let me just figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and so not saying that everyone should do that, but more or less, yeah. just go do things. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. do things. Be okay with some discomfort mm-hmm. because that's, mm-hmm. that's where you learn. That's where Makes you grow you the most. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're not a camper and you're like, oh, I really want to be this like outdoorsy type person. Like at some point you have to cross that threshold and just do it. Make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. Make yourself uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a little bit and you might get in sketchy situations. Mm-hmm. You might see a bear, but like you just <laughs> know what to do. And, and, and that's. That's a big thing too. Like I was talking at nighttime, get, yeah. get used to the, like, it's kind of tricky. Exactly. Like someone yeah. can be in their back. It can be completely comfortable and in a place during the day, but at night it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Boogie, yeah. Boogie, boogie. It's like, well, dude. I think the thing is, so I was talking to a pilot and they said, they said this, they were like caught in a really, really bad hailstorm mm-hmm. where it actually was taking panels off of the plane. Oof. And I was like, well, what did, like, what did you think? Like what was going through your mind when that started? Like literally seeing panels of the plane flying off and they can't land because they're, mm-hmm. I think they were over water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what was going through your head? And they're like, well, there's levels of training and there's like, if this happens, you do this. Mm-hmm. And then if this happens, you do this. And I think that's a good thing to, to walk yourself through too, is like the worst case scenario. Of protocols. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to even, even just in normal life, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go up and talk to this girl at a bar or I'm going to go put myself out there in a certain way. 
and you're like too afraid to even do it, but you're like, okay, well, if this happens, then what are you going to do? What's your mm-hmm. response to that? Same thing with being outside at night. You're like, mm-hmm. if you hear a weird noise, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to take fears head on. Yeah. Like that's really what it is. Yeah. It's like either you take them head on and you, and you bring that skill set in or it's a, uh, it's like friend or foe. Yeah. It's like fear is literally your enemy. Yeah. Like it's going to be an enemy and it's going to constantly get in between what you want out of life or you can just make it your friend by just taking it head on and realizing like it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when uh, you make it out on the other side, you're like, all right, cool. I'm better yeah. for that. Why I was can, I so I afraid to talk to this girl or this guy mm-hmm. or do this or to ask for the pay raise or whatever the heck it may be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that not enough people are, are once they have their education are continuing to grow in whatever they do. Facts. I, I, like call I see it a lot in college people cause they're like, Oh, I've done my time. I did the work and now I'm good to go for the rest of my life. Like a lot of people. Well, only well, learning is not a destination. It's a yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And so the people that are, that succeed and crushing get what they want in life, you realize their lifelong, like learning is just a part of the yeah. way they live mm-hmm. uh, versus people that are trying to just achieve like a, they're trying to cross something off, off a list and they're like, cool, the education part, I did that. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just working. But yeah. there's a totally, di- it's totally different whenever you're learning to be educated or learning to like be a human. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you face adversity, it, you can't bring in whatever you learned in college. Yeah. You know, you have to like work through it or you're drowning, you know? And we talked about this Prince a little bit. Like, I don't know if you remember this conversation we were talking about. If like basically everything was taken care of, like you have unlimited money in the bank, whatever you were saying that your life would look like just a call it like not like college, but you're just learning things. You're like, I'm learning how to make clay I'm doing archery. I'm doing jujitsu. Yeah, my whole like, day would be <laughs> exactly. My whole day would revolve around just like experiences. I'd exactly. just be, I'd be not. I'd be in school every single day. I'd have yep. a curriculum basically. Yep. yep. And that like I want to do that now too. Of mm-hmm. like I want to be just learning all these random things just to like. Well, you are. Yeah. Just had a water. It's what I do all yep. day, but it's just a watered down version. I'm not yep. spending my whole day just doing all these things. Yep. Um, but a lot of my day is, is yeah, like we're con- like I'm learning every day. You're a better person. Yep. Every day you're learning something new. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a year, a month will never go by where it's just like, I'm the same yep. person that I was, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I would say to like, to either encourage or just to like remind you that if you're wanting to be the best at what you do. Like you have to continue to grow and you have to set aside, you have to be intentional about setting aside time to grow and develop because if you don't, especially in like our space, you'll get left behind because technology evolves really fast. Mm -hmm. Like camera things move really fast and like there's that side of it. There's also the fundamental side where like somebody with like a 50 year old Leica is still taking beautiful pictures because they understand composition and color and like psychology and all of those things. So like there's that, but then there's a side of like, how do you continue to grow and just stay really sharp? Because when you're just where it's like a tool, when you're working an ax, like at some point you got to sharpen it. Otherwise mm-hmm. it just, it's that rhythm. I think it's mm-hmm. the rhythm of you ask people what's more important, the destination or the process. And the reality is most people would say the destination yeah. and then you'd have a few people that would say the process, but in reality, they're both equally important yeah. because without the destination, then you don't know what the hell's going on, where you're going without the process, you have no way of really getting there. So it's really, 
I think keeping that balance and I think a lot of people, you know, especially creatives are, they, they just want this result. And so they're not learning in the process. And I think they need to find that balance. It's like, if you're, if you're doing anything, just learn while you're just take, just be present and take the time to just engage like whatever the hell it is you're mm-hmm. doing daily. And that alone, without even like going out of your way to like go read some new books or to like try to learn like a new skill, like just by doing like just being more present, you'll learn so you'll be taking in so much more information in your day to day. You'll start connecting the dots. You'll start having these epiphanies and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, like I get this now or this makes so much more sense or I understand that. And so, uh, yeah, just engage and be Mm -hmm. aware and just be present in in what you're doing and just enjoy, like and just try to enjoy the moments, even doing things you don't like to do. Mm -hmm. And it's a mindset. Like you have to do it. So like why hold on to this mindset of like I hate this thing? Yeah. Just learn like be mm-hmm. grateful and just do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or if you don't I've, know how to do it, you put yourself out get yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. And then you build your confidence once you you're like, sweet, I crushed that. Right. Say say yes more than no. Yeah. I mm-hmm. said yes to a lot of things that I definitely like if someone asks I'm that's just my personality type. Like I someone's like, Oh, can you do that? Of course. Yeah. Afterwards people are like, Can you do that? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how to do yeah. that, but I'm gonna go figure it out. And I don't have a doubt in my mind that yeah. I can't I'm just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go like it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh and I'm not saying that's the best thing, but I think it's better than not. You know, I've had a few things not work out, but I've had way more things work out and I've learned a ton just by having that type of mindset and attitude than, yeah. than not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being intentional, that was kind of this path, like a few months ago, I was kind of like, okay, I want to start saying yes to more things, especially more things that make me uncomfortable. And like, I was kind of reading and just like at a coffee shop and I ran into a guy that I had been to Africa with before. And he was like, Hey, we have this other trip coming up. And, and like, we want you to go. And I was like, yeah, I'm in just like, just, I was like, yep. I, I feel that need to put myself cause in foreign countries, you're a lot of times in situations that make you very uncomfortable. You're like strapped to the back of a motorcycle and like, there's no traffic laws and you're just like, cool, here we go. Or like, you have to do like, there's just very uncomfortable things, but I feel like everybody needs that perspective in their life number one to see how other humans live and how they exist and like learn about the culture and all that stuff but i i think that piece of being uncomfortable and how you respond to that is is like an essential skill for life as as a human being and it makes for interesting stories absolutely (laughs) facts dope uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Creator Clubhouse podcast. Next week, tune in. Until then, <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be in Africa next week. DJ, yeah, DJ's gonna be in Africa. Uh, we'll be here, and uh, it'll be as lit as it always is. And then also, if you guys have questions or comments or shout outs or anything like that, uh, be sure to give us a call, leave us a message. The number is 208. 208- Three nine one two eight four four. That number again. Two zero eight three nine one two eight four four. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to leave us a review if you're enjoying the content. Be sure to share it with someone who might need to hear this if you feel like it resonated with you. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Art of Visuals. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter at Art of Visuals Tess. Uh, you know, normally she's she live she's live tweeting, and so during the podcast, so. Uh, Be sure to check us out there. Um, Hope you guys all have an amazing week. Cheers. Cheers.